0: Hey, folks, Armin Hammer here, and you're about to catch an interview I had with the one and only Tommy Marquez, where we talked about this insane week, Um, you know, Greg Glassman's tweets to the affiliates leaving to Dave Castro as the new CEO, the 2020 CrossFit Games and beyond what the lay of the land is from here on out, as well as the fundraiser uh, X Injustice that Tommy put together that a bunch of us have been participating in, which has raised almost $30,000 so far. So enjoy, check it out, and I'll see you guys very soon. Take care. Tommy Marquez, my man, how's it going? Is that an avocado-themed coffee mug?
1: Uh, yes, it is a uh, is a Bitmoji coffee mug of me and my future wife as avocados. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that might be just the perfect that's that's the type of energy that we need as a <laughs> as a world as a species and as a community right now. We need that type of energy. Yep. Uh oh. so I want I want to so before we even get into anything else, I want to first off say uh, Tommy the X-Injustice thing is awesome. I'm really grateful that you asked me to be, you know, involved in it, even in the very brief little bit of a way that I could be involved in it. Do you have updated numbers and how it's going?
1: We do actually. And first off, thank you so much for, for being a part of it. I'm I'm, like you were dude, no hesitation. Let's do this. I love it. Um, it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool to have everyone like banded together. Um, right as of, This morning at seven a.m., we had eight hundred and seventy-eight shirts sold uh, for just over, almost twenty-seven thousand dollars raised.
0: That's incredible, dude. Yeah, that is incredible.
1: (laughs) Five days, so five days. We're averaging, you know, somewhere between one hundred fifty to one hundred seventy-five shirts a day.
0: That's that's really really awesome. So basically, Friday the twelfth is the last full day that people can jump in on this.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: yeah, go go for it.
1: Yeah, it'll go midnight till midnight Pacific um Friday. Yep.
0: And it's on xinjustice.com.
1: Yes. And then what correct.
0: are the what are the causes that it's being split between?
1: So it's uh, the two causes it's going to are the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. Um, basically helps provide a bunch of the educational uh, programs that they use for uh, uh colored people to whether it's you know voter education whether it's Um, Local government education, whether it's, you know, basic education levels on like things like, uh, uh, like, I'm trying to think some of some of the stuff is is, like really in depth too, but like, everything from like knowing your rights as a civilian to, um, you know, how to Protect those rights and how to basically be a better advocate for your community. Um, in a similar vein, the other one is Color of Change too. They basically organize national campaigns around supporting uh, people of color, particularly you know education, um, you know voter turnout, um, helping basically create programs to educate those pockets of communities that they feel are underserved to basically make them better, uh, better, better advocates for their own rights and for you know civil rights as well.
0: Awesome dude. Yeah, I'm I'm super proud that I could be even a little bit of that. Uh, you know, the fact that you you're able to sort of come up with this this concept and put it together and and turn it into you know something that's gonna be like probably over thirty thousand dollars raised um is huge. It's really, really huge. And you should be really proud of that. That's that's great stuff.
1: I'm just honestly more proud that we could all come together. You know, it's like I think it's not you know, it's uh, it's a collective effort, and I think the the community's willingness to embrace it um, and push forward with it. Um, you know, between you, John, Nikki, Sean, you know, Marson Heber, uh, 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 Sammy, even Ken Sherpa Ken, you know, just like being like ready to go on a dime. Um, uh, a graphic designer out of the Bay Area hit me up like very serendipitously. Like I was, it was kind of tossing around in my head. I had an awful night sleep the day before, the night before, and like sat up. Like I think we really need to do something, like just to try and raise some money or do something like actionable that I think we can use our platforms for. And I got a DM five minutes later of that guy saying, "Hey, I'd love to design a shirt or something for you if you guys are interested in doing some fundraising." And it was the graphic designer who did all of the campaigning for Bat Kid. He was uh, the Make a yeah, Wish yeah. Foundation kid who got to be Batman for a day in San Francisco, um, and it was just like. Everything clicked, um, so it's like, yeah, let's do it. That that was the push I needed. Um, so it was it was pretty cool.
0: That's fantastic. It's it's interesting to see the universe line up in a positive way uh, <laughs> before it, it lines up in like a super destructive way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess that's that's as good of a transition as we're gonna get into sort of where things are at right now. Uh, that was launched uh, last Friday, right? So it was launched mm-hmm. on the fifth, mm-hmm. and the environment within which, you know, X injustice was a really good idea and a beautiful way of the community coming together and, and you know, kind of helping people was uh, lots of, you know, political unrest, lots of social unrest, lots of, uh, you know, like the, the whole sort of racial tensions in the States have, uh, you know, feel as high as they've ever been, if not higher. And it was kind of like a silence coming out of HQ, uh, in that, in that space. And, you know, some people had commented on it here and there, um, and it hadn't really gotten a ton of steam in the space, which is, you know, it is what it is. People's prerogative to, to kind of go in whatever direction they want in that situation, I guess. But, you know, you wanted to be able to say something directly, you know, actionable. I love that part about it. It's like, we're going to do this with it. Here's how we're going to do it. And here's who it's going to go to. Little did we know that this was going to kick off a weekend of just the the probably the most transformative few days in CrossFit's history. And we're just a few years, a couple of years removed from the last most transformative few days in CrossFit's history. How are you doing right now? Like from a, like a CrossFitter's perspective, a former staffer's perspective, and like a media guy's perspective?
1: Um, I would say uh, it's interesting because I go through these waves of like being emotionally exhausted um being physically energized um and um I, I, like these weird moments of clarity and i think those are all tied directly to those different la- layers that you mentioned like as just a, a crossfitter someone who has been doing this for over a decade it's i'm like that's the emotional exhaustion right because like that at its most simplest form it's like love this love the training love the community love the like the affiliates and gyms and people that I've met along the way. And really that's like the core thread that hopefully gets carried on regardless of what happens here. But you have to like, you have to feel for everyone that's going through all of this right now, because it feels, it feels very divisive at times. And it feels like the, this community that was, you know, so unified under that singular cause is, has been kind of fractured a little bit. And so it's hard not to like empathize with basically each and everyone. There are people that are on both sides of the line here that are saying, you know, like, you know, this is, this is par for the course for HQ. We need to charge forward. Other people saying we need change. I think, you know, maybe a little bit more heavily lean to the latter, but either way, just seeing that kind of turmoil um, certainly like, you know, leaves its toll emotionally. Um, as a media person, I'm definitely, uh, that's where I think the, the physical like energy charge has come from. I genuinely love covering the news. I love being a being in this media space because I think, um, you know, we have some very unique abilities to see um, things that maybe not everyone else is paying attention to. You know, and I think it's important for us to be able to um, echo what is going on in the community so more people can see it. And I also think there's um, a responsibility for us to. If only a partial truth is being presented, to be able to give people a better understanding of the whole truth, and it may not be the full truth just yet, because I think you know that's still developing, but but give people a, a more clear picture of the situation so that they can you know act accordingly. And the that concept fires me up. And I think when even in like what was it what's today? Uh, so Tuesday, Tuesday was probably the biggest news, like heaviest news day I've ever been a part of in CrossFit, and it was like piece after piece, after development, after development. And, um, you know, I, my, the day before we were texting, we we're like, Oh, man, that was the craziest day. And then we just got set up for another crazy day. <laughs> yeah. And even though it's a, gr- a great deal amount of work, uh, knowing that people are going to look to us to t- to to just try and give them information and things like that is a responsibility that kind of charges me up. And then the the last part is a former staffer, like, that's where I think a little bit of the clarity comes like, it's almost like, um, it's almost like you've been holding on to this, like, best kept secret that you want to tell people. And you're like, I, I, I know what you're thinking, but you only see a portion of it. And you're just not physically able to see it yet. And I want you to but it's just not the timing. And I think um, a lot of the stuff that's happening is, um, you know, the culmination of a multitude of things over the course of CrossFit's, you know, still very short history um, that I think are finally coming to a head and, and it's, I'm not, I'm not celebrating it, but I just, it's just one of those things where like, I think people are starting to see a clear picture and it's, you know, something that I've had a unique perspective on just because of my employment and everything's like that, um, that it's almost a relief. It's like you've been carrying this burden for a little while and finally other people are sharing it with you and, There's not necessarily, like I said, there's not necessarily celebration in that, but there's also, um, uh, there's this feeling of like, like you're not alone.
0: Yeah. There's there's this strange, almost, you know, there's a couple things that I've talked to those of us who've been in the space for as long as we have, you know, 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, been doing this and understand, uh, or at least see sort of the bigger picture of the history of CrossFit. It's... um, it's really, really weird because in a way, I mean, you couldn't have predicted the exact circumstances, but you could absolutely have predicted that this sort of thing was going to happen. I mean, Greg has always been volatile. He's always been unpredictable. He's always been stubborn and contrarian and looking for a fight. Mm -hmm. And those were the qualities that, you know, for better or worse, were like kind of embedded into the organization. And it's one of the reasons why it was able to sort of like skyrocket in popularity, but it's also, you know, very much was sort of the Achilles' heel at the same time. Like it just was not built to be, you know, existing in sort of like a traditional space as a company.
1: You know. Yeah, it's you. You. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It is all for all those reasons. You know, for him being, you know, loving that up, you know, upstream fight and wanting to, you know, punch above you know, his pay grade and and being so obstinate and and singular focused with some of the things that were widely considered just completely out of left field at the time. I mean, that laid the foundation for CrossFit to to be successful in the early years. Um, you know, when, when he was shouting for the rooftops, like, hey, I think we're doing, I think you guys are doing something wrong. I think we got it right here. And he was willing to stick in the fight when no one else was. And um, I mean that's incredibly admirable, and it's and it's I mean shoot I'm I know I'm grateful for that because it it has brought me to where I'm at I am today, but I think there's a natural evolution process that needs to happen when you're in tune with the community and how this thing is growing and when you shift from being um, it's almost like the best way I can uh, I can relate it. it's like when you have that underground band that you're a fan of right and you're like. I knew this before anyone else knew it and they start to grow and they evolve and you have that choice right to grow and evolve with it um and accept that this is much bigger and different than it was at the start um you know granted there's there's like you know there's music and for us fitness is still the the core principle um and health and and all of those things that go with it but um what that looks like and how it plays out in the real world you know ultimately is gonna change slightly as you add more culture, as you add more countries, as you add more all the other things that are layered into our society, now that you have 15,000 gyms, you know, across the world, and you know, over 160 countries. So, and I think that's where maybe, maybe that's uh, been the, the, the Achilles heel, like you said, is that inability to get outside of that initial box, mm-hmm. um, to try and absorb and learn and, and be more um, and you know, I think that might, and I, I'll walk that back a little bit. I almost think that like, that may be something that is, is Greg have needed to work on. I think there are other people in the company that were doing that and I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair to paint them in that light. Um, but ultimately when one person owns a hundred percent of the company and one person can ultimately is the face as the founder and things like that, um, you know, you can tear down in minutes what it takes years to build. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. I I wonder, you know, one of the things that is really challenging about this situation, I wonder if some it's something that you're struggling with as well, uh, is this idea of balancing the gratitude of living in and working within this space and the fact that we get to do this, you know, this is our, our work, this is our communities, our families. Like, I'm very much defined by CrossFit in a lot of ways, like I started it when I was 19, and I've been doing it forever, basically. And so it's a big part of my, you know, what made me into who I am today. And at the same time is like meshing that with how awful this past, like just this past weekend really has been is, uh, is really, really challenging. Like that is that is a very weird, you know, maze to try and and uh, map my way through. Yeah, it it
1: it feels kind of almost like uh, reflecting on like some past failed relationships, you know, where it's like, I'm here because of that. And who I am is a result, direct result of everything that's kind of transpired in that. However, you know, ultimately there's some things that went wrong that ultimately separated us, but um, you can still be, I, it's like the the mutual exclusivity of the the gratitude and still wanting to, you know, I guess hold people accountable and hold those things accountable that uh, that may have made mistakes as well is is really tough. I struggle with that a lot. It's um, and I think it's for a lot of people that have been in it a long time. Affiliate owners, um, you know, ten plus affiliate owners are uh, are feeling that same thing. But it's also um, the you know all you can do a countless good things, but it doesn't excuse the the bad things that you do. You know, we still mm-hmm. have to be. Just as I would want people to judge me on a, on a on a whole picture mindset, um, we have to do that too. And it's and it's unfortunate too because, um, you know, I, I have some friends that have some you know tenuous relationships with their parents, and it feels very much like that, right? They're here because of their parents. Their parents raised them, but there are some issues that you know ultimately have happened that force them to kind of wrestle with that with that fine line of gratitude. I don't know if there's one answer for everyone. I, I, I doubt that there is. And um, I think it's just, it's just one of those things where I'm trying to, as best as possible, identify clearly what I'm grateful for down to the minutia, so that it allows me to have a better picture of what I'm grateful for and then better identify what it is that is upsetting me or what it is that's driving this, this feeling and this action now so I can have a clear balance of the scales in terms of where I stand. And I think that's all I can really do at this point.
0: I think that's a, that's a good strategy. Like at the end of the day, you know, you're right. There's, there's excusable and inexcusable actions, you know, there's like mistakes and then there's, you know, there's sort of the red flags of, of what makes you who you are type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just, it's a very, uh, the, the the parent analogy is, is probably really close because so many of the people who are most sort of like, um, hurt by it they identify so closely with what has made this thing so successful like it's made them who they are in a way and so it's almost like you're being betrayed at the same time as being let down Mm -hmm. and it's it's a really emotionally it's a really challenging place to be but we have seen some changes you mentioned tuesday is one of the biggest you know news days that you've dealt with and probably the biggest piece of news that happened on tuesday is that greg is quote unquote, retiring, and Dave is coming in as CEO. like what what do you think about that situation?
1: Um, I think I think that a lot more details are needed. Um, on a on a baseline level, um, i I like the fact that Greg was willing to step aside. Um, I think Dave is one of the few people that, regardless of what you think about his presentation online and his personality, whatever it is, has been in a position for a long time where he's had his, his influence and his work in both sides of the two main arms of the company. And that's in training and in in the sport. Um, But if I'm kind of picturing in my head, how this, how this would play out and how I would hope to see it play out. um, I think the big question is what is Greg's actual involvement as far as ownership goes? Um, Because I mean, it's, it's a pretty simple equation where if he owns 100% of the company, and if there aren't stipulations ex- explicitly put in there, then at any point as, as the full owner, he can just come right back and seize control. This isn't the first time that Greg hasn't been CEO. Um, and it's actually, you know, not a new concept to CrossFit, despite that, you know, the, the lack of communication from, you know, the internal workings to the rest of the community. So I think there are a lot of people, um, and based in my conversations that are frustrated to the point where the 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 response that they want to see is that Greg sells the company or sells a majority share of it. So, um, he no longer has control or can take back control at this point because they want, they want to, cl- what is essentially as clean a break as possible to move forward. Um, to, you know, to say thank you for what you've done, but it's, it's time to, it's time to move on. Um, so I, I think some other things that I've seen, um, from people suggesting, I think would be valuable inputs. Uh, You know, Chase Ingram, you know, is a friend and he has mentioned some things like bringing Nicole back, um, you know, for the training department. She has, you know, done amazing things to help build that training department. And I think it would be a shame if she wasn't able to help kind of continue to drive that forward. Um, I think putting someone alongside Nicole in the training department, like Chuck Carswell, um, which I think, especially now having a, a someone who is more than qualified to help lead a major art of the co- arm of the company as a person of color, I think would be able to uniquely kind of address some of the issues, at least on the affiliate side, um, to help kind of work on that. Uh, and then, you know, I guess if Dave is CEO, there might have to be a director of the games, a new someone to fill in, I think Adrian Bosman's a great choice for that. Um, he is one of the most level headed, and calm people I've ever met. Um, and I think in a time of, uh, you know, great turmoil, that's something like that is very much needed. But all of those are hypotheticals, and I think the first thing that has to be figured out is what exactly is Greg's ownership and role going to be going forward. Because I don't see brand, a, a lot of brands and people coming back if that's not addressed, and that's going to take time. So that's where the patience comes in.
0: You were, you were, uh, you know, you were a big part of CrossFit at the last sort of era in which you know it seemed to me at least greg was behind the curtain and dave was the most forward-facing guy in the company that was that was sort of like the 2012 13 ish all the way through probably like 2016 2017 ish mm-hmm. um you know what was it like being in that environment and do you think it's going to be something similar to that that's going to be happening
1: um honestly um especially i, I think i I'll I'll say this from like around 2014 on is when my role started to change, um, you know, from a production assistant and, and just kind of working to kind of get myself up, up a little bit, um, to where I had a little bit more, a creative role and was able to do some on camera stuff. And, and, and I guess the role that, um, I'm more used to now that those times were, I'll be honest, some of my favorite in my life. Um, the, the atmosphere and sense of community in the office there was, it, it's like, I've, I've Sean and I have said this a bunch, we fully expected to retire from there. And that was the mindset and the mentality from there. Um, it didn't matter what, like almost, pay was almost not a factor. It was just like, we love working with the people here. Um, the We're allowed to work fairly often. Autonomously, in terms of like our section of, of the company, we were spe- we were in the games department, specifically games media, um, and specifically studio production. So, um, update show, live event coverage, anything surrounding the sport. Um, whereas, you know, there was there was some like long form producers like Marcin Heber, Mariah Moore, Ian Wittenberg, uh, Torn Simpson, a bunch of people that were uh, uh, doing more of like the the feature production type stuff. And we had a great team. Um, you know we answered to a, a couple of people uh, we had our, our our lead producer and we pretty much operated with how we wanted to and that was there's not really much more you can ask for to have great people to work alongside of that you you love and cherish and um be able to cover something that you love like the community and the sport and then be able to do so with a level of freedom where you feel like um i can actually be creative and and bring something to the table and feel uh, had that be respected and, um, and, and, you know, considered seriously. So it's, uh, it was pretty magical. And I think that's what made the cut that much harder. Um, but it, it was, I hope that whatever comes forward, I hope that that like that feeling is ultimately what drives me like knowing what that feels like. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I got, I got a taste for red meat. So now I'm like, that's all I want. <laughs> and. and uh, what is that the the great outdoors? When he says once John Candy says once a bear gets a taste for for flesh, that's yeah, yeah. like all he, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> it's a really obscure reference, but um, <laughs> the uh, but that that's what like that's what I hope can come out of this, and and I understand that it may not come in such a centralized form as it was before, and I think there's a lot, many parts of that that exist already. Um, but yeah, that that was man, that was something special. It really was, um, and I think anyone who was a part of that. Uh, you know, some of the forward facing people and some of the less forward fa- facing people will say that, man, it was it was it was a dream. It really was.
0: You think if uh if Dave texts you or calls you and is like, hey man, it's been a crazy couple of years, it's been an even crazier weekend, but we need you back on the team. What <laughs> what's your move?
1: Um, there would have to be some serious conversations about what the team looks like, what the company looks like, um, what the restrictions are, um, and what myself and I like I have a responsibility now not just for myself but for other people that I work with regularly um, and I mean the conditions would be <laughs> like Santa's list <laughs> at Christmas time like it's it's not a, like it wouldn't be like a simple yes or no like I like I I, I certainly appreciate what like Dave has done for us and like helping us and on our efforts on the media team um, and I and I appreciate what him and the rest of the people are trying to do right now and try and salvage things, but uh, there would have to be a lot of a lot of things that would have to be ironed out before I would even consider
0: it. Yeah, you're like you're you're, you're unrolling a, a scroll that like keeps going <laughs> like down his legs and like past yeah. him. Yeah, um, it's it, it's really strange because the games are always sort of on the forefront of everyone's minds like it, it, t- it tends to be like the games are are the number one thing everyone thinks about in terms of you know what's coming up next they like they have their entire calendars revolving around this thing and yet it feels that over the past five six seven days that the games have almost diminished in people's minds and I think it's it should actually be pretty far in the fore foreground of people's minds because we're a couple months away from when the games are supposed to kick off and it was already tenuous at best if they ever were going to occur. And this is, I mean, almost an insurmountable hurdle. Like what, what are your thoughts on where the 2020 games cross CrossFit cross, cross games lie?
1: Ooh, man, I, it's hard not to see what happened at least like, and not think that they're in like dangerously apparel. peril. Like, I mean, you were at what, like eight, athletes that have publicly spoken out that they're boycotting the games i mean
0: that's <laughs> that's uh, like, 25% of the field yeah, yeah. yeah
1: exactly <laughs> like uh, that's and and it's not like and that's not even counting what the travel restrictions might be you know there there was a serious hurdle in both the travel restrictions and um you know the restrictions that the county might place so you know i, I, I the, the games in aromas take up take place 12 minutes from where my childhood home so like it's in my same county it's just up the road um and monterey county has been very fortunate that the cases of 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 covid and and all of the deaths and stuff have been really really low and it's been towards the bottom of the spectrum as far as the counties in, in california are concerned um but still the the other processes that go on whether it's like um you know, meeting with the board to approve an application or having people in the office just to be able to go through the mountains of paperwork that have collected. Um, I, You know, I have, I have friends in the county and I have people that work there that I know that work there and they're not the fastest of, of <laughs> processors, you know, uh, and that's not to speak ill of them. It's just like, you know, Monterey County for being so small actually does host a decent amount of events having a university there and and having um pebble beach and all that stuff there some major golf tournaments so there's a considerable amount of 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 stuff going on as a tourist destination so um i just i just don't know how a there's enough time in the timeline and then b if they do get everything approved how the athletes are going to show up and what the support is going to be like from the community so it's like there there's i mean (laughs) you're like it would take something miraculous. It's like the Patriots against the Falcons. They're down like 28 points in the third quarter, you know, 28, <laughs> 28 to three. It's like, oh, gosh, you're gonna, it's going to take, you know, an all-time great performance to pull this one out.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it, the the biggest the biggest potential thing that could just scuttle the entire process is they're still waiting on permit approvals. And this has grown past just approving permits for an event right it's now do you support crossfit as an organization now that greg's become this big international story and that to me is like well i mean of course there's going to be pressure from a lot of different angles to be like don't support these guys don't let them don't let them pull this off um so that's almost more that like even outside of the logistical problems of trying to pull this thing off it's almost more worrisome that now the story has eclipsed the games and it's no longer about actually being able to pull the event off it's about sort of you know is there a broader support for this thing in in the in the state yeah um i mean i don't know what the end result is and those are really good questions in terms of you know what happens even if it does get greenlit how do you even get people there which honestly I mean, are you ready for this? Because this is going to be, this is the real deal. I'm I'm pretty sure I've gotten to the bottom of exactly what's going on here. Right? Okay. All right. So uh, the men in suits, right? We're talking like the powers that be, the Illuminati, the fit (laughs) Illuminati. The fit Illuminati have seen fit that we do not ever have an answer of Matt or Rich in terms of a dynasty. And they are doing everything they can to just ruin any potential of Matt winning a fifth in a row.
1: <laughs> the living tribunal. That's is right. Just <laughs> <laughs> he can have five, but not, not sequentially.
0: Yeah, he can have five, but not in a row. Sorry, buddy. Oh There's going to have to be a gap year, and the, the conversation must live on.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Somewhere Eddie Bravo's tinfoil hat is twinging. as it,
0: <laughs> like, just I can imagine sort of like we need we need a distraction. They're like unleash a virus that will <laughs> shut down the box again. Like, no, it looks like they're still gonna be able to pull it off. All right. The the, the Trump uh, card. Get get Greg out there.
1: <laughs> just this gigantic circular world new world order type table with like <laughs> generals from various countries and just war medals all over the place and
0: yes that's exactly it that's exact. Uh. that's exactly what i'm picturing i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the red phone the red phone rang and it was like oh no <laughs> yeah it's, oh, that's fantastic. it's 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 only funny because it could be true yeah, I don't know. yeah. listen hey, we've heard crazier conspiracies
1: uh the local papers started running stuff about the crossfit situation today so the monterey county herald had it my uh my mom who my parents of course still get physical papers um uh sent sent me like hey this is in this is in the news today so
0: yeah that's that's exactly how you that's exactly how you stop a a permit application going through in in a place like that right you put it in the physical papers no one cares whether it's on the internet or not it's like they are not gonna see it
1: we're an ag culture we're we're uh you know, a cup of black Folgers and a hard newspaper before work type community.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just that description, by the way, says so much. Like you can already picture the rest of everything that exists just because of that, that description, <laughs> a cup of Folgers and a hard newspaper. That's legit. The, the snap of a newspaper opening up in the morning is something that like, if you didn't experience that a hundred thousand times growing up, it's like, it's just ingrained in your head.
1: It's 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 a universal uh it's a universal application in terms of it can be like a, like take that when you're right you know like I just proved my <laughs> point and I'm shutting you off or a, it can be a statement of confidence like look at me I'm reading you know it, and everything in between
0: <laughs> it's it is yeah it's it's a beautiful expression that that really has so many uses uh yeah man it's it is it is everything is really like you know up in the air um it's hard to project you know, a week, much less two months to the, to the games. And even though it's even harder to project further than that, I'm curious how you see things in sort of like the lay of the land, right? Because we've seen, you know, Kalipa, uh, you know, and the NC fit partnership thing is, is launching out there. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see sort of the, the big tent poles that are, the purview of CrossFit Inc. Suddenly, each get their own set of competitors that have viable ways of actually competing against CrossFit, especially now that there's, you know, maybe maybe there's a little bit of blood in the water. Maybe it's like a, a great opportunity, whether there actually is a blood blood in the water or not.
1: Yeah, and and I think the seeds of that have been planted for quite some time. I think, uh, I mean, you even look at the NC Fit Collective, right? They've got over a thousand gyms. Um, which is a significant portion, especially in the United States. I mean, if if they're primarily working in the United States, which I, I don't, I don't assume they are, but that's still you know fifteen percent of the fifteen percent of the market, if with about seventy five hundred gyms in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, which is which is crazy crazy big for you know a localized gym chain that's in you know Silicon Valley. And then you look at you know the the Comp Trains, the Invictus,es the the like you said, the other major players in the sport, as far as you know, not just competitive training, but like operating at an affiliate level, are concerned. And I think um, it, it honestly, it's just it's a byproduct of the same system that Greg created. You know, Greg wanted to divest control and and give power into at least um, at a local level to those to those gyms and people that want to run their business. And um, ultimately the. You know, the free market will decide what it wants. And if those people are able to take advantage of it, then, you know, that's, that's maybe an unforeseen, you know, byproduct of the, of what Greg created 20 plus years ago. So I, I, I'm happy to see it too, because I do like, I, I do like people having options. Um, and I think there's still a way to have those all coexist and then still have an, a unified identity as like, you know, whether it's called CrossFit or whether it's called, you know, community fitness or anything like that. Um, cause I'm, I mean, you know, CrossFit gyms, I mean, I'm trying to think when the last time you, you could reasonably go into a CrossFit gym and have main site as the program workout of the day, you know? So like gyms haven't been unified in programming basically since the beginning and that was the point you know to, to create you know people that could cater to their own little demographics so um yeah i'm it's it as a as a i guess i don't want to say fan it's very curious i'm like it's like got it's piqued my interest I'm in, you know i've got my popcorn ready i'm just yeah. like all right where is it where is this going
0: yeah i've got i do i do have to say the the idea of community fitness it does not ring a bell with me. I like that doesn't do it for me because when you shorten it, it becomes commu-fit, and when oh you, gosh, like, <laughs> commu-fit commu fit is not it. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go in and put a stamp on it with like capital N, not it. You know what I mean? Like this and that, is-
1: and that's how the Russian general at the world world table is. Is like <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: that's it. that's it you know it's mean? like commufit fit is like what is like what you know the 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 cccp was teaching in their their schools that's not we're not in, we're not all about that here in america
1: so somewhere J- joseph stalin is lying in his grave with his fingers <laughs> just happily <laughs>
0: it's been chalking up for the past 10 years yeah uh, yeah man it is it really is uh, uh it's interesting to see like it's funny you should mention you know greg's whole thing is this whole uh is this almost in his words this rabid devotion to the free market and libertarian principles and here it is right there's opportunity to compete there's people and players who are ready and willing to get into that arena and there's a market to fight over. And so, you know, having that available and having that there, I mean, that's kind of sort of what he's been asking for this entire time in a way. Um, You know, and now that there is potentially sort of a slip in the control that CrossFit HQ has, uh, I think a sort of, not necessarily, like fracturing is probably too aggressive of a way of describing it, but the 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 sort of cracks are starting to show, and the community is definitely going to start splitting off into various various directions.
1: Yeah, um, and I and I hope it's less like vultures picking at a carcass and more like, oh, hey, let's all let's all like sit around the dinner table and figure out how we can all, you know, at least divvy this up but still be at the same table to some extent. Um, yeah, it's because. That that that's where I think the one byproduct of that is uh, where it could be dangerous if it suddenly becomes this mad dash to just try and seize up seize up you know equity within the space without the consideration of the other people involved um, and like it's where greed becomes a problem you know um, and I think that's you know many people's you know many people's criticisms of a free market system is like how do you account for like unbridled greed in a system where you know we're trying to be as egalitarian as possible but
0: yeah that is uh i mean if you figure out the answer to that one you've got, <laughs> you've got yourself you got yourself a a like a, a nobel prize at least maybe maybe like a few trillion dollars being able to figure that one out like get get free market economies to account <laughs> for greed in a reasonable way uh yeah man it it is it is a it is a, a strange time in CrossFit. Um, the strangest that I've seen at least, and there's been some very strange times in the past, but hopefully I think at the end of the day, you know, all of us sort of agree that this is a pretty dope thing that we participate in on a regular basis. And, uh, it's a pretty dope thing that we do for ourselves to take care of ourselves. And hopefully, you know, that's not going to be enough to overcome, you know, whatever types of hurdles that are even going to be upcoming. But at least it'll be something to keep like a thread between all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tommy, I, I, I appreciate I appreciate your time and thoughts, dude. Yeah,
1: of course, man. I pre- appreciate the opportunity to come on and chat. It's, you know, it's always good to talk shop a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've said, okay, so I've done a few of these in the past couple of days. And I've done a bunch of different videos the past couple of days and my phone is face down right there. And I am terrified of flipping it over that something in the past, like 30 minutes has completely flipped our entire world upside down again. It's, oh, man. it's almost it, like I don't even want to check it. Like, I just want to leave it upside down for the, the face down for the rest of the day type thing.
1: I uh, I start, I've started trying to put my phone outside of the the earshot, at least for because it's on silent till, but I get that buzz. Um, when, around bedtime because I'm I'm so nervous and I'm so nervous. I'm like I I I don't want to hear this. I don't want to like whether it's whether it's that or like you know like morning chalk up threads with people. You know, yeah, s- sending new news stories and who's covering what. It's the anxiety <laughs> is it's yeah. almost hilarious like to an extent, but. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I I was talking to I was talking to Ken Sherpa Ken this morning and he was like, You you get he's on vacation, by the way. Yeah. Like and I was like, Don't ever come back, just stay on that beach. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, Are you uh do you have do you have PTSD yet? I was like, it's not PTSD, man, it's whiplash. Cause every every 30 seconds it feels like you're just what? Like looking over, like just cranking yourself to another direction because everything's moving so quickly and new things are happening all the time. So Hopefully it slows down enough, and maybe then we'll deal with the PTSD. But it's yeah. definitely whiplash right now.
1: Oh man! And, and hilariously, uh, Justin LaFranco took a week off last week uh, <laughs> to go climb a mountain. Uh, <laughs> as you know, as the editor in chief of the Morning Chalk Hub. the one week he takes off in out of the entire year is basically the the week leading up to the movie Armageddon, and it's like
0: so. He, he, i I love i love so he had texted me he had sent me like uh uh he had sent me the permits the permits was the last big story that happened before so he had sent me the permits and i had texted him like thursday or friday uh before everything like really really got on and i texted him and i said uh oh man where is it because it (laughs) Oh, and then he called me right i said i said uh i know you don't have your phone it was friday so it was even before all this shit happened on saturday and said i know you don't have your phone on you right now but you picked a hell of a week to step away you poor bastard i wish i could see your face when you get back <laughs> oh man and he got back and it was a hundred times worse than it was well, even on friday night
1: he's he he um so he was in service for like 45 minutes on wednesday because they were coming down from one mountain and and going to the other and he like facetimed me and he looked like he'd just been in like five in in the ring with for five rounds with mike tyson and like you know because he's been literally out on the side sleeping on the side of a mountain and he's like what is going on right now and i'm like run just run
0: (laughs) go back to the mountain Absolutely. absolutely yeah it's it is i feel i feel really bad i feel really bad for him that timing is awful but uh at, at the same time i got a lot of entertainment from picturing what that was like uh and he yeah you know, he did the same thing on saturday night when he got back or whatever it was he like facetimed me i was like you are in for an awful week dude i don't know how else to describe it but you're fucked <laughs>
1: It's like buy, it's like investing in real estate right before the the housing market yeah. crashed.
0: It's like, oh, mortgages are so cheap. Look at these houses. This is perfect. It's only ever going to go up. This is it. Let's do this. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like he's in the dot com bubble and the and the mortgage crisis at the same time. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, Tommy, how can people how can people find you?
1: Um. Uh. At Tommy Marquez on Instagram, our podcast at Talking Elite Fitness. Um basically everything we operate is through there. We're on YouTube, kind of all the all the outlets. If you look, just look up Talking Elite Fitness. You're good to go.
0: I've been I've been noticing that you guys are posting a lot more on YouTube. I dig it. The video content is is where it's at.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. It's 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 fun. It's uh I for, I forgot how much I missed YouTube comments.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a whole different world, isn't it? It's a beautiful place. It's like I never said any of those things that you're angry at me for. Cool, yeah,
1: it's like, oh, some guy named Poopy stinks thinks i uh <laughs> thinks I'm a complete asshole. all right well
0: yeah i'm I'm always most surprised when you see someone with like a, a a very ridiculous immature username like that, but they post something that's almost enlightening. You're like, what? Like, did you just accidentally come up with that? Where did that come from that's That's incredible. <laughs>
1: purposefully ironic with your name i appreciate that
0: yeah anyway dude i i really do appreciate you taking the time uh xinjustice.com is the site it's going to be available until uh midnight pacific time uh on the 12th so like that friday night to saturday morning is when it stops basically get in on there buy a t-shirt support the cause um and uh and yeah take care out there folks